0: Hello, and welcome to the Marvel Center Podcast. I am one of your co-host, Henry.
1: I'm your the co host Matthew.
0: And today we are discussing the new the newest Marvel film that sort of came out over a year ago, I think. <laughs> uh, uh Black Widow. Um new Marvel film. It's been a while since we have one of these kind of big blockbuster Marvel things. Um very exciting. Uh but yeah, before that, I just want to mention that we do have an Instagram account, at Marvelous Cinema Podcast, where we do reviews during the week and a weekly podcast. Uh, feel free to contact us or like us, follow us, whatever you want to do. Uh, share us if you want. Um, also, we're doing the same thing over on Twitter, at Cinema Marvelous. Reviews during the week and a weekly podcast. You know, just again, feel free to like or follow or contact or whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have, How do you want to start this? Do you want to do... You, like a general non-spoilery we sort of do. thoughts
1: We can do, a little section, yeah. a little sentence or two. Okay. Um, can we go first this time? Because I think I've think I gone first a lot of the times when it's come to doing the, the first statement. Uh-huh. So I don't mind don't if you want to but... go. Go on, go on, go for it. Free
0: okay, yourself. okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so Black Widow. I saw it, I think, like, over a week now, uh, ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I surprised myself by liking it a lot more than I thought I would. Um... It didn't. I didn't expect to not like it. It was just out of the out of the lineup of films coming out. It was always the one that kind of seemed like a bit of a strange choice. Mm. Um, I didn't get why in Phase Four, one of the first movies is going to be a prequel uh, set before the period of time where we know she's going to, you know, the unfortunate ending of that character. Um, and I just didn't understand why we were going backwards almost immediately after. Face it ended. Mm. Uh, just a, an odd choice, but I have to say I did really, really like this film, um, and I think it—I think it surprised me in the sense that it wasn't—it wasn't what my fear was for the most part, which was it was going to feel like a kind of a generic, might as well make this movie whilst we've got the actress under contract sort of thing, where mm. it wasn't just. No, it felt like it was going for something. I don't know if it hundred percent got it all the time, but it was definitely going for kind of a, a more grounded into like uh, perspective on the MCU, um, and I really enjoyed that. And I think, I think for me, the highlight is probably the first act of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, unfortunately, as it goes along, it kind of, it, I think it expands its scope a bit too much, um, and kind of doesn't really flesh out some of the villain characters, but. Um, I think for the most part, my favorite aspect about this film, this film was, and I think you get a hint of it in the trailers. I don't think it really spoiling anything, but it is sort of a slow kind of family reunion sort of film. Mm, yeah. Uh, but just using the spy genre to kind of give it that extra kind of uh, intrigue and conflict and obviously action as well. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't think it's perfect, but I do. I did really enjoy it, and it's definitely uh, like... I would say above the midpoint of like Marvel movies for me. Um, that kind of, if I'm ranking them. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it and I surprised myself. And yeah, so what did what did you think?
1: I'm very similar. Um, I didn't yeah. actually watch it in the cinema. I watched it at home on um, Disney plus Premier yeah. thing Because I'm a little yeah. worse at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. It's, 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 it, I'm guessing it's okay. But it's good, but yeah, I didn't get to watch <laughs> um, it at home. It's really a weird experience because... It is, it's like the first film, first Marvel film for two years.
0: I think so, yeah. I mean It's so
1: weird because for a good good portion of my life there's always been a Marvel film recently. Yeah. Um, which we are sort of going back to now. We'll nail the bumper the second half of the year.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Um, and so it was really unusual but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was um, fairly... Routine plot, I thought. Yeah. You know, story and everything was was fairly straightforward, but they just did it well. Mm-hmm. I think with mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of the a lot of the characters they did particularly with like uh, with Black Widow and um, Elena.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of good stuff there that was easy to enjoy. A lot of the action sequences I thought were quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. They did kind of yeah. shoot themselves in the foot by including most of them in the trailers.
0: Yeah, they kind of did, yeah. They're but, kind of all in the trailers. So.
1: Nonetheless, I did still really enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I I, I think it's, it's, there are the things that people will obviously complain about because that's what people do. Wouldn't mm-hmm. be a comic book <laughs> film if there wasn't something being hated.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, on the whole, very happy with it. I'm very pleased with it. I enjoyed it a yeah. lot.
0: Well. Do you wanna get into more kind of smaller territory now? Yeah, why and not? Why not? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, so f- yeah,
1: the favourite part, or say favourite section or favourite aspect of it?
0: Uh oh, okay. I think my favourite, like section of the movie was the, the kind of the family dinner.
1: Mm, yeah, I um, I guess the same thing.
0: Yeah, I think I think you totally agree that it's sort of a it's kind of the sent. it's the centre point of the movie for me where I think the film kind of gets to the point where it was always going to go to, and you're kind of thankful that it's, like, being handled this well, mm. um, I think I think the character of Red Guardian was, it could have easily been, um, a bit of a kind of a, an odd kind of, I don't know, like it could have stuck out a bit too much in the film mm. um, because for the most part this, this is surprisingly quite a, a, like, kind of a dour, not sad, but kind of straightforward, kind of we're not really stop stopping to tell jokes or anything kind of movie for Marvel. Yeah. Um, and that character is used very well because I think he's he's naturally just... The way he acts is kind of the funny part and not mm. necessarily the fact that he's saying jokes. Um, which is often kind of sometimes what Marvel go for, which is usually okay, but sometimes it can be quite a... It breaks tension sometimes and I think mm. in this film it didn't really do that very often. Um And I think having that kind of family dynamic where they're busily sat sat on a table and trying to get the plot, like Black Widow's just trying to get the plot moving forward, but no one will let her. (laughs) Like, I just found that such a fascinating sort of thing. And then they separate off into the two different corners of Elena and the Red Guardian and um, Black Widow and her mother. Like, having those two kind of separate and have that kind of intercrossing between those two, those four characters and how they're, like, one-on-one conversations are going was just really fascinating I thought Um, and I think it led really well into the third act probably kind of the low point before the actual climax of the film Um, and yeah I mean do you agree like that's the reason why
1: yeah I think it's it's definitely the sort of core of the film the best part of the film does occur in that period and it's what sort of holds the rest of it together I think
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: mean it sounds brutal when you put it that way because it makes it sound like it is falling apart which I don't think it is it's a on the whole it's like a very well-made mm-hmm. well-done thing but yeah is that is sort of the the focal point particularly for me that interaction with red guardian and elena mm-hmm. i feel yeah. like a lot of what you've got with elena a lot of it down to Florence puke who is great in this mm-hmm. definitely for me to be the standout performer I yeah mean, like i say stand out there are quite a lot of good performances but i think she does a really good job and that just Sort of that emotional call that you got with her, like how upset she is about a childhood being fake and how the happiest Mm -hmm. time of her life was a lie, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really quite quite a moving section. And to have that explored with Red Guardian was quite a clever move, I thought, Mm -hmm. because you you have this guy who, you know, is is very jovial about it and just tried to sort of push it off. but, and then when he starts singing the Don McLean song, you're a bit, oh, that's <laughs> quite touching. You, you've you've got yeah. me there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and yeah, here's what you said. I think that Red Guardian has generally done very well. Um, David mm-hmm. Harbour, naturally, you know, has got a lot of charisma up his sleeve.
0: He does, yeah. And
1: I, I don't actually see many other actors being able to pull, to pull that role off.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, he, he does, he does like a, well, he's a great job with it. Um, and the, the mother figure, I think, she wasn't really that much racial voice.
0: yes yeah, she's kind of the last member to kind of be thrown into the mix, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: of, I think they, they did a good job of them saying, oh, yeah, that, that, that technology you developed, I guess who they tested it on? Mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, an, an interesting twist. Um, and I thought they did the, they did the twist well. Mm-hmm. I feel like they yeah. established it well enough that you think maybe Rachel Vice has betrayed them, but actually she hasn't.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: feel like they pulled it off quite well, because the whole, the whole, i oh, guess what, my face isn't really my face kind of thing, you know, you see it in Mission, Mission Impossible. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that that technology periodically appears in in Marvel, whenever they remember <laughs> it.
0: Very randomly.
1: <laughs> um, and it's always the same tone, tone of show as well. They never use it mm-hmm. in like a big space battle thing. It's always a spy yeah. thing that comes out in. <laughs> um yeah i thought yeah um moving, moving sort of on a little bit uh taskmaster
0: yes which i expect to be like i haven't really checked really that much but i imagine there's love controversy <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there is yeah
0: yeah of course
1: <laughs> um yeah this is this is this just just, just our social media the last lesson for us all yeah i i didn't mind it i thought I thought it worked. Enough. And yeah, I thought I thought it was. I think it was only
0: weird in the sense that I thought, looking back on it, that the trailers really made it seem like he was, I guess, the Taskmaster was the villain villain, mm. and not just like the henchman. Um, and it ended up being kind of odd for me when we were like almost near the end of the movie. And I was just wondering, oh yeah, Taskmaster is in this movie, like. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of forgot he was in it Um, and then it's revealed who it is and personally I was having like, it was kind of like a thank god moment for me because I was really worried it was going to be something really stupid like and just playing on nostalgia or whatever like having like Tony Stark's clone or uh, Steve Rogers but from a different timeline Like, like I didn't want Doing, I didn't want something just done for the sake of, remember this person. It was more mm. just, it worked well in this singular story. Um, I do think, I have a feeling there's going to be a few deleted scenes that kind of explain more about that kind mm. of dynamic. Because in the trailer, I remember very well seeing, uh, I think the guy's name is Ray Ray Winstein, yeah. Winstone, um, kind of talking to Taskmaster. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Yeah, and they're clearly in the the Budapest apartment place. Um, so it's clear that I think at some point in the film, and this got cut out. There was meant to be scenes between just them two after like, catching up to Black Widow. Mm. Um, I do
1: seem to remember those like I mean, it's probably not as, as consequential as that. But there were scenes of him or her like watching footage of the Avengers.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was that too? And um, yeah, I actually in, thought that yeah.
1: I actually thought they were going to say that she, um, she was a robot. I kept yeah, the start when they too. plugged the, the memory stick into the back of her head. I thought, oh, I can see why people aren't happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I was kind of worried about that too. Um, but,
1: you know, it being a, a person, I thought the person that was worked quite well with it being Dracov's daughter, it fit, it fit the story and it was something that yeah. blended in because if you were to just pull the, the mask off and whether it be like a, a nostalgia thing of, oh, look who it is, it's... Mm-hmm. It's spy number three from Avengers,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Um,
1: or have it be just somebody new? It wouldn't really. It doesn't necessarily fit. I mean, I mean, they kind of did it in the Loki finale where they they pulled out a new character out of nowhere and Jonathan is mm-hmm. jumping on tables. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought you know it tied it in pretty well. And I also get the feeling that this is very much like a starting point for that character.
0: Yeah, I think we're gonna see her again and see her kinda of develop.
1: A because bit more. The, the actress that they've got is a fairly famous actress. Yeah, I think she's so. She's not like an A lister, yeah. but she's been in, in she's had like leading roles in quite a lot of stuff. She was in a she was in a Bond film. Yeah. She was a Bond One girl but not a Bond girl, I think.
0: Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean I think the twist or whatever the the reveal of the character uh I think it works in one of those like kind of it works thematically One hmm. that it works I guess is like I wish it was more personal in the sense that they knew each other better than just a vague kind of oh I feel bad about this daughter person that I didn't really know about. Um
1: I, I blew you up twenty years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's I mean it, it does work well, like I think again thematically. I just think it's it's a bit too abstract in in a in a kind of way. Um I was kind of always assuming, going from the trailers, that it was going to be revealed that there was like a third sibling, and that was like her path becoming, or or his or her path becoming Taskmaster. Mm. Um, and then I was really surprised actually, because I never really caught caught on uh, caught onto it in the trailers that the the like the blue-haired kid in the in the trailers was actually going to be Natasha. Oh yeah, I always thought it was someone completely different that we had to find out who it was. Mm. Um, but no, it was Natasha, and it surprised me when they said her name. Um, but yeah, and I think, I think actually, I hit, cause I heard a lot of talk about this uh, that people loved the first like twenty minutes and then kind of fell off with the rest of the movie. <laughs> um, and I I don't agree with that like to that extent. But would you would you say that for you the first twenty minutes was kind of a real kind of I don't know how to put it, but I don't want to say the best point in the movie, but like. I don't know. The yeah. most pure the movie felt, if that makes sense. I see what you
1: mean. It's quite like an energetic start, and quite a fascinating seeing like the, the the family dynamic, dynamic and the spies and the plane escape. I thought it was quite interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I would yeah. say that a lot, the best part of the film does come after. I agree with you in that that sort of family scene is mm-hmm. probably the best part. Yeah. Um, I've seen people uh, complain about the, the opening credits. I thought the opening credits were great.
0: I loved the opening credits like, so much.
1: It's a cover of the Nirvana song, which I think I've yeah. people haven't been keen on, but I, I love that. I, I thought love that was it a so, really chilling opening.
0: Yeah, it was. Just to amazing. have that
1: really slow version of that song playing over with yeah. quite harrowing image, so I thought that was pretty brilliant.
0: And I was surprised that they had an opening credits because it's been a long time for Marvel. Yeah,
1: it has. Yeah, that's
0: true. I think I, think I saw like, the trivia that it was like Incredible Hulk maybe? That had the opening credits, like an opening credits sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which is insane, and uh, I really, I really miss opening credits in superhero movies. Um, mm. I remember
1: X Men and Spider Man. They had some. Yeah. yeah. they were working with limited CG resources back then, but <laughs>
0: still <laughs> yeah. love them. It's it's just so fun. I guess I don't know why. And like, I mean, of course you got the super, yeah, the Superman kind of. Um, opening credits and mm-hmm. you know you could argue yes they are like maybe a bit too long or whatever but if you got that score like you have got the like, Danny Elfman Spider-Man score mm. or the John Williams Superman score or in this case that really kind of interesting rendition of the Nirvana song um then like it just works so well and in this case it kind of bridges the story from past to present um, mm. quite well and also sometimes um it,
1: um it helps sometimes to actually be introduced to the score Oh, I mean, Black mm-hmm. Widow didn't do it, but a lot of them the classic, or more classical uh, superhero films. They have, like, the main theme playing over the credits, which helps them, like, be introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Which hmm yeah, know And maybe. it's kind of weird, because not having that, it's... You don't really know when you're getting the theme in, in the actual film, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It would have been, like, great if we had, like, say, the, the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine it had, like, an opening scene and then opening credits, which was just that main theme mm-hmm. tune kind of the montage of the heroes in their daily lives yeah, like I mean, that would have been interesting
1: yeah I mean I, I don't think necessarily it's significantly worse for it but I just think it's a nice tool to have them established like we've mm-hmm. sort of been able to have that with the TV shows yeah Um. Yeah. I obviously the Loki theme or a version or part of the Loki theme plays when the, the letters are flicking by yeah but yeah, it's, um, yeah it's weird there's not, there's not been many credit scenes
0: mm-hmm. yeah um, um, do you want to talk about like what might have been what's your kind of big flaw of the movie like, what kind of mid go not a fan of that choice
1: um, I think it, it can suffer from being a little a little haphazard in the plot maybe
0: kind of yeah like,
1: it, it, it's, it's a fairly simple we've got to kill Dracov and that never really changes Mm-hmm. And it sort Even of feels mean, yeah. a little bit all over the place in that regard. Like it's there's no, there's no strong structure, which isn't necessarily mm-hmm. a major criticism. I don't think.
0: Yeah, um, and I think I don't think it would have would have hurt the movie if again I, if the the, the villains were developed a bit more than they were because they very much are just there for the sake of being yeah an
1: antagonist. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I, w- I would agree that the main disadvantage is probably the villains. Especially mm-hmm. sort of the fact, I think Dracov's only in like
0: two scenes. Yeah, that's what I think. He's in the montage, in the opening, and mm. then he's he has that one scene at the beginning, and he shows up at the end, and you're like, oh yeah, I forget that this was, <laughs> like, this is the guy, mm. <laughs> like, yeah. this is the villain. Um, but, and I think it would be kind of a, I don't want to say a simple solution, because nothing's really simple about making movies, but mm-hmm. like, I kind of immediately thought how great it would have been if we had that a bit more development and then at the midpoint of the film, uh, Taskmaster kills uh, Draykov, um, and takes over the Red Room and it becomes entirely like just an emotional I need to kill Natasha because of this like past event. Mm. Um, and I would have loved that if it was more just like immediately just a bit more kind of personal this time around and instead of because I don't want to say it wasn't personal but there was this kind of thing where Natasha didn't really seem to know the villain that well. Mm. And it was just kind of like, oh, I heard you did bad things for my sister, so I'm going to stop you. Mm. Um, and I think, I think it, you know, I think it makes sense for you later to actually have the kind of revenge moment yeah. uh, near the end. But at the same time, I kind of just wanted a bit more for Natasha to kind of actually do, if that makes sense, in terms of the villains. Mm. Um, but also, I kind of think, another thing that kind of stood out to me was, I think you kind of agree, it's kind of like the big action scenes, like mm. the, I just thought like, I don't really need to see this just, like, fall like free falling kind of, st- I didn't mind it, but I was like, I don't need this, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a
1: bit of a weird left end, of like, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to a, it's not a space station, but it's, it's halfway to being a space station.
0: It's almost there, yeah. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, and I I did like that concept though. I really like the idea of that. Um, The reason no one could find it was because it wasn't even on radars. It was like Mm. literally hanging, like literally flying in the sky. (laughs) Um, Like
1: a bedroom helicarrier.
0: Yeah, yeah, essentially it was that, yeah. Um, I guess another thing for me was also, it wasn't throughout the film, but it was definitely some moments where I was like, the action, like editing is a bit odd here. Mm. Like, I think they were going for the Jason Bourne, like, quick cutting thing, but it just wasn't working sometimes. Like, I think, um, yeah. and in some ways the the Budapest scene and the bridge, like, scene with Taskmaster, it's, I would say for the most part, coherent and really quite quite good, but also I was like, why are you cutting seven times on that one action? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was very confused by that. Um, but for the most part, I do think the action was very strong. Um and I think yeah I didn't yeah I don't think my main content coming out of this film was the action was more so just the kind of the tone and the the characters for me mm. um, and I'm just wondering what do you think Like, what do you think is definitely coming in the future from this movie Um
1: well, yeah I actually had, I actually saw a few notes in the to sort of look back on the MCU when they've been building stuff up it's been fairly clear that they've always been building to it to one large narrative, mm-hmm. like you've seen, yeah, it, it wasn't necessarily always Thanos and the Infinity Stones. Well, they were obviously setting the seeds for that, but you know, the end of Ant Man hints towards civil war, and everything's building towards civil war at that point, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Whereas now we're in like a really weird position where we kind of have two, yeah, like, we it don't, seems like that. Yeah. We have obviously following Loki and what we know is coming up with Spider Man, and oh boy. What we have been led to believe is coming up with Spider-Man, mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah.
1: and the ending of, of, of Loki and Doctor Strange, we have this big multiversal thing going on,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then at the same time with Falcon and Winter Soldier and Black Widow, we have like a grounded spy thing going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, people have thrown the word Thunderbolts in there, or Dark Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it, you have this sort of more grounded one, which I think makes for good contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I don't know how they'll... Because assuming probably they will they it all together at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine phase four ending with just several plot lines going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, but at the moment, to have these sort of separate things going on, it's quite interesting. Because there's mm-hmm. variety, and it definitely feels like anything's on the
0: table still. Yeah. Because I, I totally agree that before, like, this phase, it was definitely Infinity Stone, Infinity Stone, Thanos, Infinity Stone. Like, it was... It was pretty much that. And like, especially Phase forward.
1: 3.
0: Yeah, yeah. It definitely was. And I you definitely correct that. It, it's, like, it's weird that Phase 4 is, on the one hand, multiverse collapsing, like, big cosmic stuff. And on the other hand, we have Elena and... Uh, agent what do you call him? agent
1: oh, American um, agent
0: US agent US agent there we go um, we have you know kind of the grounded spy characters some kind of seem to be forming a team um, by this very random appearance by uh, I forget what the character's name actually is Val- but yeah okay that <laughs> character I I, I'm fascinated by her performance mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if I like it or not, but I'm definitely interested in what she's doing um, uh, but yeah I just yeah it's very interesting that we're having this sort of MCU going forward where we're not just doing the one thing in the background we're doing different things for the different like sections of the MCU because mm. um, well
1: there are things beyond these that don't even fit into either of these sort of multiversal or grounded storylines you mm-hmm. have like the marvels and secret invasion going on think where does that fit? <laughs> They're just yeah. off in space. And that, even even next Thor film. Where's that gonna yeah. gonna put and it, it? It's good that you know we have a playing field at a point where anything goes. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort yeah. of you know do this project, do that project. We maybe know roughly where we're going. We've got Kang coming on at some point. We've got Fantastic Four somewhere off in the horizon. You can roughly see mm-hmm. the silhouettes of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the moment, it's sort of very much, yeah. Just we just just do do whatever we fancy,
0: whatever you want. Yeah, um, and yeah. Do you think we're going to see um, like a Red Guardian in the future?
1: I think we probably will. I don't think there's as yeah. much certainty as there is with characters like uh, like Yelena or you know, Sylvie from Loki or um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Monica Rambeau from One Division. I don't think it's quite yeah. certain. I think it's one where you know, they can leave it there. I think um, they said at some point with Marvel that they're no longer doing the big contracts. Mm-hmm. They're, just, yeah. Yeah. they're just doing it sort of film by film, and if they want people to be back, then they'll ask them back. If, if not, then mm-hmm. and fair enough. And I think Red Guardian is very much a character where if people like him, let's bring him back. You know, David Harper's, Harper's a very likeable guy. Mm-hmm. He's probably... Busy with Stranger Things, but you could probably get him in at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think he's a character that can kind of weave in and out of stuff. I don't really see him becoming a main player kind of thing, mm.
1: but he's also I can, a see car- him just, yeah.
0: I can just see him like being invited for the big the big event, I guess, and mm. just kind of being there, doing his thing.
1: <laughs> and also, it's kind of morbid to think this way, but in terms of like, the big events, he's kind of that character you can think of as maybe like a Coulson. Mm, You could maybe kill off, and there'd be some sort of emotional reaction to it, and Mm. meanwhile, you haven't lost one of your main players, kind of thing. Mm -hmm.
0: And do you think that, because I definitely got the feeling, and I think we all kind of knew it going in, that Yelena is going to be the next kind, well, the quote unquote, like next Black Widow Mm. character?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's, yeah. Do you see him going to meet up with Hawkeye, and they're going to have a nice cup of tea,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: talk (laughs) things over? yeah <laughs> um, so it, what do you
0: what do you think that is about then do you think that has been she's just contorting it to be like Hawkeye killed Black Widow because no one actually for sure knows what happened
1: I think so I think it'll probably be a manipulation of things where she'll lead Elena to believe that Hawkeye pushed her off the cliff on mm-hmm. Um which you know, does kind of set things up to a rather emotional scene if he you know, you has to explain it to her yeah yeah Um so I think, yeah, th- I think it's likely at this point she is going to show up in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. If yeah. not, then are we just going to have like a we're going to be constantly waiting, looking over our shoulder for her to pounce? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the next <laughs> Avengers movie. She's random, just going to pop out of nowhere and shoot him.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think it's possible that it's going to be this kind of people kind of looking for revenge on Hawkeye? Including Yelena, is going to be the plot of Hawkeye the TV show, or do you think it's just going to be like a post-credit sort of thing of like still hinting at it coming mm. forward from the show?
1: I see there being something like that. I think obviously we know that Yelena's after whether it'll factor into the show or not, I don't know. But I th- mm. think there's stuff like you know the consequences of what he did during the five years between Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. I think there's yeah. I think they're probably going to dig into that, maybe.
0: Yeah, um, I would hope so because I do think it's. I think was the one through Endgame that kind of didn't worry me, but I, well, I guess it did worry me, um, was the fact that we had five years of kind of character development or even character regression and we never really got to see it. Mm. Like, I kind of, I would love to at least see the consequences of that going forward uh, for what happened in between. Um, mm. and I think Hawkeye show is, is just, that is perfect for that because he is probably the most kind of he kind of regressed the most, I guess, to being this uh, trained killer sort of character. Mm. Um, yeah,
1: he's got a lot to work through.
0: Yeah, he does. And he got a new haircut as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, How do you
1: think Kate Bishop might factor
0: in? Um, I'm not sure. I've, I'm kind of hoping that... I think it would be quite cool if the, that character, alongside Hawkeye, and I think they have a dog as well, as part of the group. Have they I they got a dog?
1: Th- yeah, I think there is, isn't there?
0: Yeah, I think so. i uh, will waiting for to see that dog and see how, how how it does in them. Yeah. Um, I, but I kind of hope that Yelena and them to kind of become like this makeshift sort of new family mm-hmm. um, and kind of Hawkeye after the kind of conflict is done with kind of takes it under his wing as well as kind of a I don't know, I don't want to say a Black Widow like surrogate or whatever but kind of just, I don't know, like a, a new family born out of mm-hmm. such like bad times. Yeah. Um, I'm um, yeah, I'm hoping it's that. And, and, just yeah, I just don't... I don't know what to expect from the Hawkeye show, honestly, at this point. Mm.
1: Um, I am... You know, if they do go down routes where the algorithm really going to dig into him, like, like we've seen with Loki,
0: yeah.
1: I'm quite excited for it.
0: Yeah, Sam, Yeah. Because I think he's had probably the most... Um, the least to, to do in the films. Mm. Uh, I mean, he was given the family, and I think Edge of is definitely kind of his film um yeah. but i think going forward from that he's always just kind of not really like he has not much to do in these films unfortunately and i think this tv show is like a final like kind of a final moment where like thank god like this character gets this something to do um because he i think um i think it kind of defined him going forward for a bit in the first avengers film like he was just a brainwashed henchman for mm. a bit um which I think for a lot of people meant that it didn't really get on board with that character from the get-go. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I just think, yeah, I hope that he gets a lot more playing time and I think, I think I kind of, yeah, I definitely hope that Yelena becomes more of an ally to him going, like, after the initial conflict. Um, But yeah, I really like this movie. <laughs> um,
1: one yeah. sort of little thing that I sort of respect on later, which really added to something in Endgame, is the stuff she learns about her parents mm-hmm. or about her mum and it never it didn't click with me immediately but there's that scene in the end game where Red Skull tells her their names mm-hmm. yeah and for me like retroactive actually that's sort of added to that oh, scene yeah I know says, what you mean. I, yeah. I, I never knew I never knew the name or something like that and it's a nice little yeah. add on from that
0: it's probably like retroactive continuity but mm-hmm. it still works you know I yeah I think I think the MCU is full of those things where it's kind of, you say something later and looking back, you're like, oh, that changes that scene a bit. Mm. <laughs> um, like Iron Man 2 and that, the the kind of, the Congress sort of thing with um, Gary Sandling, I think his name mm. is the character, the actor. Uh, knowing he's Hydra, kind of changes that entire scene for me every time I watch it. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think, sort of to round off, do you think it was sort of like a good goodbye to... The character of Black Widow.
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was. Here's the thing. I think I would if I'm gonna watch this film again as part of like a an MCU rewatch. I think I would watch it in terms of like the timeline continuity. Mm. I wouldn't watch it by release order. Um, I don't think it's terrible as like an after Endgame story, but mm-hmm. I do think it's. I, I think it just works better when you place it where it's probably meant to be in between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. For me um, it's the
1: only one that I would do that way.
0: Yeah. Now, there are I just a, lot of, I
1: a lot of other films that don't necessarily fit where they were released, but mm-hmm. I'd still watch them in in the release order, but I think this one I, I, I agree with. I think I would probably watch it in between Civil mm-hmm. War and Infinity War.
0: Yeah. Um I think it just adds a lot more to the X scenes with Black Widow in those films. Um, especially in uh, Infinity War where we don't really see that much of her mm-hmm. like just knowing that we have that kind of story to go back from now and then also in Endgame her kind of making that sound with crying um, is going to hit a bit different I think yeah. um, were you a fan because I was I thought it wasn't too much uh, fan service sort of thing but were you a fan of the, the, the jacket being kind of a, a reference now to Elena yeah
1: I quite liked it I, I didn't see a problem with it at all it wasn't it wasn't like a handful of gun kind of moment.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, I feel like it worked a lot, a lot better than that. It actually had a bit of meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a symbol yeah. of, of reconciliation and of where Nat is at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I quite liked it.
0: And I think it just you know, it even though it might not be planned, it going back to Infinity War, it makes it seem like that movie is at least acknowledging the fact that. There was a story in between, even though it wasn't made yet when they mm. actually made it. Um, they didn't
1: know the time.
0: Yeah, they didn't know the importance of the jacket. <laughs> yeah. I was fig- I, I definitely really worried going into this film that it might have been a hand Solo kind of situation mm. where it was very much, this is this character's hat, and this is where they got the coat from, and this is where they got the laser thing from. Like, This is not this is not what I want from a prequel, and thankfully, for the most part, it wasn't really that at all. Um, but yeah. Overall, I, I really like this film a lot. Same. Um, Same. It quite surprised me, honestly. Um, some people say it's kind of uh, too late to be making this film, like, you could have done this before, and I do kind of agree. Like, I don't understand why we didn't do this film in 2014, maybe. Very true. Um, but, you know, we have it now, and I think it's. It's been like I think it? Yeah, I think we're ha- I'm happy that we have it, and I think a lot of people are going to watch it in terms of the actual timeline order. Mm um, but yeah, do you have any like last thoughts you want to get?
1: No, no. Um, um, yeah, like you, I've very much, very much enjoyed it. Um, I see it, like you said, I saw a lot of people criticise and list it as like a, a, like a con of the film that it was made too late. And while I do get that sentiment, I don't think you can really pass it as a criticism of the film itself. hmm yeah. Like Kate Shortland, she, she, it's not her fault that it wasn't made mm-hmm. before for example. Yeah. Um, and in the long run, people re-watching this in a few years' time, as long as it's in the in the MCU, it's good at this point. It's better later than never. It mm-hmm. would have been better if it was there before. It showed more willing to get on board with our female characters. But we have yeah. it now. We're there mm-hmm. now. Um, and it's a, it's a good film.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't really know about how many last thoughts. Just... It's better than it's better than a like a middling Marvel film for me. Yeah, it's I like, think
1: it's sort of it's top off.
0: Yeah, it's solid and it has a lot of like really great highlights, but it does have its little like issues here and there that kinda of drag it down a bit. Mm. Um but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um yeah. I think that's it, I guess. Yeah I think that <laughs> rounds it off bit. Should well. I wrap it up? Should I wrap up? Yeah, go on then go for it. Uh, so thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope uh, you enjoyed the movie. If you've seen it, uh, let us know what you think. You know, you can comment or uh, message us on uh, Instagram or Twitter at Marvelous Cinema Podcast and at Cinema Marvelous. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before, we have uh, reviews during the week in a daily, po- uh, a weekly podcast. Uh, and yeah, just let us know how you felt about the movie, or just let you know how just let us know how you feel about anything, really. We want to know. Not,
1: yeah. Might we as well.
0: We're all a bit bored at the moment.
1: It's warm. <laughs> it's hot as well. Yeah. It might not be on oh, your yes. when you listen to this. It could be... Fact, it could be anywhere. In...
0: It could be any time of the year, mm. really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, thank you for listening and goodbye. Yeah.
1: See you later. Bye.